tell me what to do, then you can tell me what to do. But if you can't tell me what to do, you can't tell me what to do. Hi, welcome to Definition of a Woman. There's levels to this shit. We are your hosts. I'm Nadia. And I am Michelle. (laughs) Hey, girl. Hey. (laughs) So as you can hear, I'm sounding a bit on the (laughs) mannish side. So, um... Y'all don't pay attention to my voice. Just listen to the words. That's <laughs> listen to the words that are coming out by mouth. Right. That's don't what I need y'all to do. Don't comment on the tone. Don't comment on the tone. Don't comment on the tone. Just say it's a a, a light, sexy approach. <laughs> <laughs> Your birthday just passed. It did. I am a mature 38. Uh, no, you're not. I miss. I miss. I am 38. You 38 for real? Mm-hmm. so that's why i didn't i didn't do too much um this birthday we uh we just got back from virginia um yeah and (laughs) (laughs) excuse me and then um but next year definitely want to plan something like um and i i think i told you this but we're definitely going to plan something big next year. Not huge, mm-hmm. but like a, a yacht party or something like that. So we're going to yes. plan that for sure, and everybody's going to be invited. I mean, I lied, not everybody, <laughs> but I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm here for a yacht party. Okay? Cam coming too. Cam, you come. Hey. hey. <laughs> <laughs> we love a good yacht party. Hey. And, dude, what about you? What's new? Nothing. Work just been getting on my nerves, you know, end of the year. Well, our end of the year mm-hmm. is um in full effect, okay? And people are being who nerve. they are. They are. They're shining. They're shining in the most terrible way. Yes. Yeah. I'm just like, um, get, you know, just going to get. So I'm looking forward to that to be, be over. And that's the difference for me in this new oh, yeah. venture. I am, fi- this is the first time that I haven't had to have like end of year chaos. Mm. So honey. Lucky you. <laughs> Very lucky. Very lucky. Lucky you, okay, because these folks is sh- Tripping. Oh, I know. <clears throat> but we gonna let uh leave work where it's at. You know, it's the weekend. I ain't gonna be thinking about work <laughs> unless somebody pings me. And <laughs> so we are gonna give um get into our topic a little bit, and then we'll get into the definitions. So I kind of wanted to read a little something just so you guys know where we're coming from uh, on the topic. So. Um, I pulled this article from Grown Folk Conversations. Now, that's right, Grown Folk Conversations. <laughs> grown folk okay? And they wrote about a, wrote about a righteous uh, rant. And just to kind of dabble into it a little bit, it says, it's the cowardly conser- conservative Christians and privilegas. You know what privilegas is. <laughs> Karen's basically. <laughs> Boom. Okay. <laughs> Who bask in the obnoxious glow of power and privilege that are the most problematic. Problematic. They love to throw nasty stones and hide behind oblivion, denial, and the shield of patriotism, law and order, and respectability politics that they rarely adhere to. All these phrases are just coded euphemisms wrapped around good old-fashioned racism, sexism, and all the other isms that maintain their status and comfort. Then there are the neoliberals who think their proximity to black people give them a pass to make rude, insensitive comments and racist jokes. Then when you call them out, they become insulted or smile politely and do the gross things with your food. (laughs) File complaints before talking to you or call the police because you're black or brown, and they don't know why, but there's something about us that bothers them, and it's somehow our fault. That was good. That was good. When I read it, and you got to read the whole um, article. Again, it's by Grown Folks Conversation. Um, and it, uh, I mean, it dabbles, in, dabbles into quite a bit, and I love the article, but I just wanted to be able to pull a little bit for you guys so you can see where we're going. 
Um, so let's just jump into the definition, and we'll go ahead and start with Webster. I think we did two Yeah, so we have two definitions because we couldn't just go with one for this topic because couldn't. it's just so multifaceted that we wanted to give as much context as uh, possible. So the first word is ignorance. And I have Webster's version, by the way. I don't remember if I said that. Webster says, um, ignorance is the lack of knowledge, education, or awareness. Example, his racist attitudes were born out of ignorance or an appalling ignorance about other cultures. Hmm. So that is ignorance. Racism. A belief that race is a fundamental determinant of human traits and capacities and that racial differences produce an inherent superiority of a particular race. All right. And then I have the Urban Dictionary for both. So we'll start with ignorance. It's like a blindfolded man sitting in broad daylight saying, I love the dark, and swatting anyone who tries to take the damned Thing off (laughs) sentence. You believe that the evening news is actually news? Wow, some ignorance. (laughs) Okay. No, they're simple. And then for racism, is anything a white person says about a minority that isn't a compliment or prefaced with the sentence, I'm not racist, but. Okay. Yeah, boom. (laughs) Boom. Dead giveaway. Come on with that, it. but definitely crosses out everything you say before that. It does. I can't I'm stand not racist, blah, blah, but. blah, blah, but. That's like somebody like, I apologize, but. No, you don't. No, you don't. If you got to put the but, everything before that is irrelevant. It is. It means nothing. Because you, you're trying to counteract it. You are. You're you trying are to give trying. me a reason. Either it is or you ain't. Are you or not. There's no but needed. At all. So, in case you haven't quite connected the dots from... The article Nadia read earlier, our definitions. Today, we are going to talk about white women tears. The tears of a <laughs> okay. white woman. They're, they're white women being comfortable in their ignorance and how their ignorance is racist behavior and how they weaponize their tears and their damsel in distress type attitude um, to the detriment of black people. So I'm going to run down a few recent stories. Um to show how often this actually happens. So, um, in July, excuse me, of 2020, 2020, I think we all saw this. You know, this was right in the, the height of the pandemic where we were all sick and shut in. Or maybe not sick and just shut in. <laughs> sick of being shut in. Boom. Um, and so, you know, all eyes were on everything that was going on. And a, a woman called the police on a um, black man who asked her to leash her dog in the park. And she can be heard saying on the video, I'm going to call the cops and tell them there's an African-American man threatening my life. You know, that story alone, I mean, it's so many of them, right? But that one was real irritating. Ma'am. 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 How did, first of all, the fact that you, it ain't like you called, it was like, oh my God, even though this is wrong too, oh my God, a black man is threatening me. The fact that you basically threatened me with the cops means you knew what you were doing. You knew exactly what you were doing. You just said, I'm going to call the cops. You said, I'm going to call the cops and tell them an African American man is threatening Premeditated. Premeditated. She actually did end up getting charged for making a false police report, but she... Um, they dropped the charges. I was about to say, and it would have been a slap on the wrist anyway. And they definitely they dropped the charges because I don't know, she went to five sessions of counseling or oh, something like that. I mm-hmm. said, girl, but she did end up losing her job. She lost the dog because you remember in the video she had the dog she hemmed had that up dog. on that. The dog was Let choking. Me say, that dog was like, ma'am. Let me loose. Free me. Give us free. <laughs> like, why do you have me hemmed up like this? So she did she lose. She yoked that dog smooth had him yoked. I was like, man, Peter is way worse than any BLM activist. Peter will kill you. They will kill you. And they did come and take that dog, okay? Snatch. Um, this is another one that um, happened, you know, kind of in our pandemic time. We're in the heightened of George Floyd and all those incidents and uproar that happened during this time. A white woman was in the hotel lobby mm-hmm. and she basically accused a young black boy of stealing her phone and was lunging at him and hollering at him like, give me my phone, trying to run his pockets. Mm. And the boy didn't even have a phone. Ma'am. 
You knew I didn't have it. Even if you didn't, you don't run up say, on me. Don't. Because now here's the thing. You would have ran up on me and then something happened and something meaning I got physical. Because I would have been in the room. Then, then y'all would have been ready to clank, clank me. Y'all would have been. And, they would have. And even the like the hotel staff was just telling the dad because the dad ended up seeing, you know, the incident right. or whatever. And was like, well, just let her see if that's her phone. Or have you? Hell and no. I don't have to let her see if this is her phone. I don't have. I don't her have phone. to prove shit. My to child you. does not have her phone. How dare your response to her lunging and yelling at my underage child be? We'll just let her see that that's not her phone. It would. How about you call the cops on her? How, how about, about you it? escort her out? And that's the that's the problem. White women tears. White woman tears. I would have been fist to cuffs. You hear me? And I was like, they need to be lucky that it was the dad that was with him and not the mom. Because a mom probably would have, like, I felt like dad probably definitely had restraint because he's a man. You Uh know what I mean? But if a woman sees that, it would have been her ass if it was mine. (laughs) Your ass is great. (laughs) Like, I would have beat her down to the ground. Hell yeah. Wouldn't have no choice. White woman tears. Thank you. Um, Everybody remembers Barbecue Becky. Two black men was in there <laughs> flipping their burgers, they hot dogs, trying to have a Just good old a cook good out in the park. And she going to call the police and tell them they basically barbecuing in the park. Come get them. White woman. It's here. Can we live? Can't even have fun out here in these streets. <sighs> we ain't done yet. Mm. Um, uh, in a mall in New Jersey, a black Muslim woman was attacked by a white woman and once the white woman realizes that she's being recorded she starts I seen this one and I was like ma'am get off that ground <laughs> she starts throwing herself on the floor convulsing screaming at the lady telling the lady get away from me get away from me mind you the lady is not near her screaming get her away from me get her away this from me this was in Victoria's Secrets in wasn't Victoria it yes I Secrets. remember that one as she hollering getting away from me she starts to chase her to keep her ma'am, from recording you either you scared me. or you not you either scared or no. And not only that, how you following me saying get away from me? How? Ma'am, I'm you're not following, following me. me. And everybody in the me. store just stop recording her, just stop recording her. And, and what about the fact that she ran up on me? Does right. no one care? So nobody care about that. I'm Nobody's just supposed to stop recording that. because she's acting the ass. How about you handle her acting handle the ass? Her. Somebody should have grabbed her by the back of the neck like like uh, dogs do their babies. <laughs> okay. <laughs> And drug her ass up out of there. See, that's the problem. White women tears. Oh, okay. In New York, a white woman calls the cops on a nine-year-old boy saying that he assaulted her. To her think he touched her butt or something like that, right? She called the cops. Turns out the boy's book bag brushed up against Braced her. her. And then she tried to say, well, I called the cops because the mom was getting aggressive. Because you accused of my nine-year-old son of my assault. nine-year-old son. Of assault? You loud. Ma'am. Aggressive yourself. And you think I'm not going to protect I'm my child? I'm going to get Mama Bear. White women tears. White okay? women tears. This goes back a little bit. In 2017, um, a young lady, I guess if you want to call her that, from Long Island accused two black football players um, of rape. They both denied it, um, but the accusation led to them losing their scholarship and their hopes to play pro football. They were eventually kicked out of school. And then months later, she admitted she made the entire story up to get sympathy from a dude she was hoping to date. Motherfucking white women tears, boy. Ain't that Ruining something? Lives. You out here just ruining shit. But see, like, I, I, you know, I would love to, like, be a fly on the wall to see this person's every day yeah. at this point. You know what I'm saying? Just to see from that moment to now, where are you? And what shit continuously kept dropping on you? Yeah. Because karma is a bitch. Ooh. Okay? <laughs> I, and I didn't even read or look to see what else um happened to her. Now, I know she did. they did charge her, obviously. Like, mm-hmm. that's a big... They did charge her, but she ain't feeling no remorse. And I seriously yeah, I doubt know. she got... You know what she needs. She probably living her uh living her best life. She probably is. Um, but we all know that this is not new. It goes At way, all. way, way, way back. We could talk about Emmett Till. People finding arrest warrants. That woman told the truth. I don't know how many years ago now that she was like, "Oh, I'm just kidding. I lied." First of all, ma'am, you've been living your best Yo, life for ba- all these years, and now you're gonna say you lied. You'd have been better off keeping that shit to yourself. You should have just kept that to your grave. You should have took it to the grave. Don't be trying to get that off your chest. Don't try to get it off. Leave that chest dirty and raunchy. Let, let that shit stink. L- yes, 
all the way up so the Lord the can go up. on and damn you on down. Because he will. <laughs> and still is. Just because you sit there and say, I'm sorry Arnie, now. You done lived all your life done seeing your grandkids and your great-grandkids, and now you want to say you lied? it's been talked about, and your ass ain't said shit all the time that it was talked about. Now, all of a sudden, you want to clear now your conscience. Now you want to clear, clear your conscience. Don't clear it. Don't. Keep it, keep it dusty. <laughs> White women tears kill people because they play damsel in distress. Some of the significant historical injustices against black people that we know of have been started by weaponized white women tears. When white women weaponize their emotions to cause harm against people of color, they perpetuate the same systematic oppression they often claim to oppose. Mm. I think that's a word right that there. That is a, a word. With a word. Because it's always Black Lives Matter. I have black friends until you feel quote unquote threatened and then it's then all oh of a my sudden God, we're this so is aggressive. So and- Girl, that is the word aggressive. They love saying aggressive. They be the main one. Aggre- you they aggressively the shooting out them fake ass tears. <laughs> okay. You are the aggressor and you are why do you think even now to this to this day, that white women weaponize their tears and and also basically use the cops as their own personal security. Right. That's a good question. I I, I would say for me, I feel like they still do it because it's been so accepting. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like when you think about the history of this country, especially when it boils down to black people, the thing about it is white people or white women in particular, they love, like you stated earlier, they love playing damsel in distress. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So they're okay with things until they're not okay with it. Right. Until it no longer fits whatever narrative that they that they have, right? Mm-hmm. So because of that, it's like, I'm going to call the police. It's it's easy for them to call the police because they know the police is not for on the black side. It is what it is, which is why we have the systematic racism and everything else. You know, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? That being said, it's like, what better way if if I know my tears are powerful? My tears are powerful as shit. They see what their tears can do. Their tears have killed full-fledged cities. Tulsa, mm-hmm. the Tulsa massacre. Over a white woman's tears. You know what I'm saying? Like me just It didn't take all that. It didn't take all that. That being said, it's like I could call the police and I could create a huge uproar because they want white people to be the, to in my they want white people to be superior. Mm-hmm. So because they want white people to be superior, oh my gosh, not a white woman. Not a white woman crying. Oh shit, let's run to her rescue and she could be full-fledged lying. That's exactly why a majority of the time they will take the side of the white woman mm-hmm. before completely hearing the story. Even if you pay attention, they'll like they'll like put cuffs on and stuff on the black people and then they find out the truth and it's like you you had that white woman standing over there the whole time. She have on there. Free as bird and she the one in trouble. She the one that started it. So that that's the that's the biggest thing is because they know they can get away with it. It's 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 how the country was continuously been built. It's been proven that it works for them. Mm-hmm. What they what's the saying? Uh, what's the saying? Don't uh, don't break what you. What's, what's oh, if saying? it ain't broke, don't if fix it. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. I couldn't get it out, but if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah. I mean, honestly, that's 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 it. And I, to your point, like if, like with some of those situations where the bystanders are like trying to get the black person to just comply, which is basically what they were doing. You know, they always say just comply with what the cops tell you. So they're trying to get you to comply exactly to appease this person. I don't have to uh, comply to uh, appease them. Why would I need to? They're wrong. So, I'm, but you're I'm, supporting their wrongness exactly. and trying to make it seem like I'm the problem. That doesn't doesn't feel right. It doesn't help anybody because they're gonna go and continue to do this. Like right. the the entitlement to everybody around you is is sickening. Like we're supposed to just understand. That's one of the reasons why I wanted to choose ignorance and racism because mm-hmm. I think it's a little bit of both. It depending on the situation, it could be one or the other. I but agree. They be knowing. <laughs> they do be knowing. That's they why do. I didn't 
want to just leave it at ignorance because that if you, to tell me before you even call the cops, because if you really threaten, you immediately call the cops. So to tell me before you call the cops, I'm going to call them and tell them a black man is, is threatening me. That's not ignorance you do. You... <laughs> You knew. You knew. So it can't be ignorance. You can't scream that. You can't scream. I didn't know. You can't scream. That's why. That's why I'm like, let's let's call a thing a thing. Let's do it. And that's why we. That's one of the reasons why we talk about the definition is say the definition beforehand because if we've listened to what the definition of ignorance is, that ain't it. It ain't. That's racism. In a in it right there smack dab in the center. You knew. You knew. And those be the same ones talking about they are not racist. How aren't you? Privletta, you is racist. <laughs> you is racist, Privletta. You are. You are absolutely racist. And I know every time I, I see one of these stories, I'm like, man, I wish that was me. But ultimately, I don't wish that's don't. me. Because I would really, like, I would, just thinking about somebody, like, attacking my child. Girl, I would have beat. The brakes off of her. <laughs> well, that actually ties into the next question, which is how how does it make you feel? Mad. <laughs> big mad. Big, <laughs> big, big mad. I just be like, how dare you? Like, I think black people in general, it's always like a push, a constant like push, pull, push, pull, because it's like you think that about me or you know that somebody's going to believe that about me. I almost want to make it be true. You hit it right on, cause I mean that's the truth. When you when you look at something, that's just like, uh, it, I mean it's just the stand. But you know when people be like, like Keisha Cole song, I should have cheated. I should have just did I it. I should have just did it. At the end of the day, if you gonna keep saying and position me to be this person, I, I don't want to make you out of a liar. I'ma just go. I would, <laughs> I would hate to make you out. I don't want to, to be a liar. And then the. Versus the piece that's holding you back is like, well, if I do do it, mm-hmm. I'm going to be in trouble. They're going to be like, well, you must have been threatening her or you must have been exactly. aggressive towards her because you beat her ass. Well, I did. I did. And I Officer, wasn't going I to. I did beat her ass. However. <laughs> she needed that whooping. I would like for us to talk about what happened prior to. I was to- about to say. Listen, with every reaction. Oh no, with every action, there's a reaction. So guess what? I gave her what she wanted. She asked for she it. She wanted it. Who, Who was I to I? deny her? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Who am I to deny her? It's a con- it's a constant battle within yourself. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because you don't want to escalate a situation. But you also want people to know you can't just be like Tripping. And that's the thing. And I stop. It's going to be somebody. Because I'm going to tell you something. You can only get oh so many passes. The reality is you can only get oh so many passes. So you're going to have to come across that right one. <laughs> and they're going to they gonna, they gonna give you a, that lump upside your forehead. And you're going to be walking around here like a goddamn unicorn. Because you couldn't <laughs> keep your mouth closed. Because you took it too far. Boom. That's the thing. I, you take it too far, but then once I take it too far, this is a, you know saying. how I feel about that in, in general. I think yeah. I've even said it on here. You cannot poke me and then tell me how far to take it. Right. Don't poke the bear. Don't poke me. And then you got to worry about how far I take you it. You don't. Just leave me be. Even if you poke me softly, right? Just imagine being poked in the same spot over and over and over again. Eventually, that spot gets tender. Yeah, it might... Th- it might not even be you. It ain't. Even. It might not be you alone. You might just be that straw that it exactly that broke the camel's that back. That hit that same spot because one being touched in one spot consistently, that shit gets tender. Mm-hmm. After tender, that shit start hurting. What's one to do? <laughs> what is one to do? Get crazy. So we're gonna <laughs> talk a little bit about how we handle these types of situations, but we'll give you a. Story times, and then we'll tell how we handled ourselves in those specific situations or how maybe we wish we would have handled ourselves in that situation. Um, and then maybe give you some ways that you can handle it. When white women try you or try to weaponize their tears with you mm-hmm. or try to use... Uh, actually, I think you had a list of things that they they say. So we're going to tell our stories, right? And then mm-hmm. we'll tell how to handle the situation. Then we'll go to some of the things that white women say yeah um in these types of situations and how you can 
refute. I love that. that. So I do have a story. As a matter of fact, I have a multitude of stories because <laughs> y'all y'all be using them to goddamn tears. <laughs> but um, I'll talk about a most recent one that I had. So funny. It's not funny, but <laughs> um, so I started a new position, mm-hmm. and um, we were all kind of getting to know each other, right? So it's 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 about five of us on the team. It's two white women, uh, a Spanish guy, an Indian guy, and then it's me, a black woman on the team, right? So we're in, um, we're on a meeting. Uh, Everybody's sharing, like, you know, we're sharing our camera. We're just talking. And, like, one of the icebreaker questions was um, favorite drink, Mm -hmm. right? So we had my manager, she was saying her favorite drink is wine, mm-hmm. right? You know, that touches my heart. <laughs> so, and then she was like, oh, oh, I also love tequila, but I don't get a chance to drink it like that, mm-hmm. you know? And I was like, oh, okay. So other people are responding, and then we get to the other white woman on the team. <laughs> so she's going down the list, and she says... Yeah, I, I, I can't do tequila um, because when I drink tequila, I turn into a large black woman. Now, not just a black woman, but a large a black woman. Black woman, but she had emphasis on a large black woman, right? Now, keep in mind, she's a itty bitty somebody. Mm-hmm. Like, she's short, she's shorter than you. You know, <laughs> Michelle is short. <laughs> Okay. If y'all I know her, but that was short. <laughs> She's shorter than Michelle. You know what I'm saying? So she a little lady, and I I like literally looked on the. I, if y'all ever seen that P Diddy gif where oh, that singer down. where they staring at each other, P Diddy <laughs> looking at him, the dude with the blonde hair looking at P Diddy like, okay, <laughs> I was looking in the camera like that because I'm like, did this bitch just say? Cause she couldn't have said it. I must be tripping. I must be tripping because I was like, okay, you know, I get sensitive sometimes, especially I'm the only black person on the team. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, but it got awkwardly silent. And I was like, well, it still, no, it still couldn't have been said. I know it's, I know I thought I heard her. And I know it's awkwardly silent on the phone, but I know she couldn't have said that. Mm-hmm. I'm tripping. I'm tripping. So I confirmed <laughs> I confirmed. I confirmed with one of the 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 one of the dudes, uh, the Indian guy, mm-hmm. and he said, "Yes, she said it." This was the, I, I confirmed with him not the same day, but he was like, "Dude, yeah, I heard her say that," and he sends me a screenshot. Like I asked, I t- I told my friend about it. Like just so you know, I ain't playing. Like that shit blew me. <laughs> Shocked and dismayed. Shocked and dismayed. He was like, you remember my camera went off? I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> your camera it off on purpose. He turned that shit off. I got to get myself together. He was like, I got to compose myself. I, you over here looking, looking at her like, bitch. And I had to cut my camera off. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. So fast forward. It happened, right? So fast forward. I had a conversation with my manager. And my manager proceeds to... You know, she was like, you know, I was going to say something about it. Um, she had, the the girl had went on leave, on some sort of medical leave for, for like a week or something like that. And she was like, you know, I was going to say something when she got back because that was the last meeting for the day. So I'm like, you know, it puts a, a, a sour taste in your mouth initially because I'm like, that should have been something that was taken care of. Because my, my question is... How, as a white woman, are you transitioning in some sort of way into a large black woman? You a small white woman. How? How? Show me. Fast forward. I have a conversation with her because I told my manager, I said, I'm going to talk to her because I have questions. First off, I want to know what made you say it, say it right, and what you meant by it because I'm confused. What, what characteristics when you drink tequila... What do you do 
that makes you that think. makes you feel like it classifies you as a large black woman. And that's what pissed me off. And that's the conversation that I had with my manager because I said, you know, when you think about it, I ain't never heard nobody say when I drink, and I it, it, I don't give a shit what kind of alcohol it is. I never heard nobody say when I drink I make the I make the best decisions in the world. Oh, when I drink, I'm I'm the happiest person in the world. Mm-hmm. Anytime I've heard somebody say, when I get drunk, this is what happens, it's always some sort of negative connotation attached, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, this bitch thinks she's trying to be funny. Nah, I'm mad. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I had a conversation with her. This is no lie. We started. And I had my camera on talking to her because I wanted her to see my goddamn face. Of displeasure. You need to see it all. You need to see it. Soon as I start talking, and I said to her, you know, you basically are categorizing all black women, because that's what you're doing. You turn into a large black woman. So now you categorizing all... So what are you saying? All black women make bad choices. All black women make poor choices. All black women are angry. Because these are things that's associated with being drunk. Mm Mm-hmm. So, as soon as I asked her that question, boy, them white women tears came up. The floodgates was open. You hear me? <laughs> Girl, when she started crying, I gave her the blanket stare. In the, and I, I mean, when I tell you my eyes were locked in on the camera so you could see my goddamn eyes. Girl. <laughs> I literally said the same thing. I'm like, I said, I don't mean, I, your, your tears don't move me. Because cause guess what? When you made that comment, you wasn't crying then. Was not crying. You wasn't crying. as You was confident. Because at the end of that response, you said, I'm sorry, guys. I don't have a filter. And I had a checker on that part, too. I said, when you say I don't have a filter, you know what that means? What I said, I stand by. But I'm just saying that some shit may come out that you may not be prepared to hear. So, bitch, I got something for you. I ain't got one either, but I promise you this: if you want to do that back and forth, I ain't got a filter. I'm a win. To. Trust me, I'm a win. This this tongue is like a goddamn knife. <laughs> you don't want it. You don't want no smoke. <laughs> so, the white women tears is intense. She cried her way to the manager. She cried her way to HR. She cried her way until she couldn't goddamn cry no more. It's just, it's to the point where it's like, stand by what you say. You, I feel like white women don't cry until they're not, until they don't get their way. Mm-hmm. And until they can't defend bullshit that they said Boom. or did. Exactly. Oh, that didn't work? My reasoning didn't work? Oh, then I'm going to cry. <laughs> I didn't mean that. I could have said a million and two different things. Well, you you could have. And you should have. And you should have. You're right. I can't argue so, with you there. <laughs> Actually, you made a point. <laughs> We're on the same page We're there. We're on the same you page. You could have said a million and two other things. Y'all, they love saying I didn't mean it. You did mean it. You did. That's why you said it and then ended it where I don't have a filter. Because you knew there was something inappropriate about what you just said. It, Whether you exactly. thought it was inappropriate that you said it or inappropriate in the setting, you knew it was inappropriate. For you to add, I don't have a filter. Because if you wouldn't need to even need to add that. Moving on. Who who got the next question? Because that's that's what you say when you just felt like you right and right. Right. And right. You be like, yeah, I turned to a large black woman. And that's the difference. So we're talking about ignorance and racism. Like, you would have said it and you would have kept it moving because you would have thought nothing was wrong with exactly. it. Exactly. You knew something was wrong with what you said or at least where you said it. Racist. You're racist. You're racist. Called you on your car. Any stories for you? You know what? I don't have any like blatant stories like that, thank God. I don't even know how I would like handle myself in a situation <laughs> such as such as that. <laughs> I probably would call my mama like, Ma, I know you is not gonna <laughs> believe what this girl said on this damn phone. <laughs> um, I think in the workplace, the most I've had, I had a you know this manager. I think we had this this told this story to you before, and we were talking about something. I was like, "Yeah, you know, this person said X, Y, Z, and you know, I had to push back because blah blah blah." And I feel like we're gonna have to push back a lot. 
And she was like, oh, okay, well, do you think you can, you know, ha- handle yourself or say it in a nice way? Basically, like, can I articulate myself in right. a professional manner? Right. And I was like, yeah, why wouldn't I? That's an odd question, ma'am. And, like, she just kept talking. Like, she didn't say nothing or, like, I didn't have a question. Like, why? Why? I got to know why you would think. I First First and foremost, keep in mind, I, I, I'm working in the job. I'm here. I'm out here. It's not an interview. If you're not interviewing, asking me how would I handle myself in the situation. Bitch, I am in the situation. I'm, I'm out I'm, here. Exactly. I'm already working and I've been in the role for a while. So what kind of shit is that? What what kind of question is that? And are you asking everybody that? Right. Because it looks like you're just talking to me. Like you're just talking to me? And I was like, it don't help that from the beginning I felt like we weren't going to get along. <laughs> Look, I felt it in my spirit. <laughs> I felt it from the beginning. I was like, oh, Lord, I hope I don't get this person or this person. And the Lord said he saw fit. Okay, the Lord saw fit, but not for me, because I damn sure remember that. And yeah, I, I was you like, skated out of that one. You was like, "Ooh, my manager would never. Nobody's manager should ever. Like, I'm not working at McDonald's. I'm not a five year old. I've been and I writing don't give a shit emails if for I was longer working at McDonald's. Like, at the end of the day, you to question if I can handle myself in a professional setting. Why am I here? Why? Why am I here if? I couldn't, and I'm not. Sometimes you might ask that of somebody who they're new in a corporate setting. I was about to or say they're younger, or this is their first job, like internship, maybe. Ma'am, I'm a grown ass woman out here in these streets. And grown, like I've worked here before. This is your first time at this company. It's not my first time. It's not this my company. first go round, boo boo. They they keep hiring me back. So when I want to come back. They bring me back, even when I interview horribly, which I have done horribly, <laughs> to the point that the hiring manager was like, I ain't think you was going to get it. I ain't think you was going to get it, but the, I mean, the I Lord, saw your work. The Lord enters and he, the, he does. Enter, he be he like, makes she, a way out of no way. She's, she's shitty in that area it's, it's, interviewing, it's a, but she could get the goddamn job done better than anybody else there. He was shocked. Me too. But the Lord moves. <laughs> Not me too. Uh, but you know, like I just was like, why would you say that? And then I kept thinking, like, would you say that to anybody else? Right. Would you say it to anybody else? No. I feel like you would not know. I don't know that for for sure. I know. But I feel like you would. I feel like you would. And she oh, had this very, like, valley girl type. That's exactly why I felt like she would. Like, well, because, again, this is me knowing who she's talking yeah. about. Let me be clear. <laughs> um, it, it, it. A lot of the times you can pick up on people's personality. Mm-hmm. You can pick up on a personality, mannerisms, you know what I'm saying, to be able to decipher the type of person they are. No, it's not 100% all the time. I'm not saying that you could 100% know who somebody is. But a lot of the time, how people interact with people of the same color, of opposite color, when you see how they navigate around different people, you can tell just about what they think of. hmm a black person. Mm-hmm. And I knew her ass was. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. And, I don't um, like that shit. You know, I, I have actually gotten something similar to that before. Like, I went to a predominantly white college, and it's like, oh, you're here. Do you play a sport? Bitch, do I look like I play a sport? It don't look like I would get up and run down nobody field court <laughs> halfway mark. I don't even look... I don't look like and have never really looked like I play sports. Right. So the reason you asked me that is because I am black. Yes. I can't just be at school just to learn, just to just to get a degree, just because of my academic abilities. I have to be here. Because I play a sport? No, like that is it's it's racist. it's racist. It's racist. It's racist. It's like, are you asking everybody here? Um, right. How many white people have you asked that over black people? And if you are, if you can't say the equal amount, you want some shit. I do love my school. I already told y'all where <laughs> I go. I ain't gonna say it again right now because. <laughs> I'm not telling another kind of bad story. When I first, when I got my acceptance letter, it was like, okay, you're basically conditionally accepted. You got to come to this summer program, mm-hmm. and if you come to this summer program, then you can come to the school. 
I'm like, man, you about to take my damn summer? I'm out here. I'm, this is my senior year. Okay, I'm grown now. And I got to come. You know, I was following behind some boy, though, so I went. Um, <laughs> but I remember doing orientation because at orientation, I hated it. Mm-hmm. I hated it. I was like, I ain't going here. Did I really make this choice? I was like, I don't want to go here. It's horrible. I be, I hated it. So we went to the little orientation for the summer program. And I'm sitting over there like, <laughs> I'm talking about lip poked out. <laughs> my arms are crossed. I'm big mad. Okay? <laughs> I am mad. So my mama go up and asked the director at the time. And she was like, I got to know why y'all asked her to come to the summer program. Mm-hmm. You know, because my GPA was high. My SAT scores, you know, they did what they could do. They did. You know what I mean? I'm a very good writer. My my essay was good. My recommended. She was like, so I'm just, we want her. She was like, look at her over there. She mad. She don't want to be here. She upset. She don't want to be here. She don't want to go here. So I just need you to tell me. Right. I'm trying to figure stuff out. What about her application makes her have to come to, to summer school? Mm-hmm. Curious. Couldn't get an answer. Well, it could have been this. That's what he was like. Well, it could have been her GPA. She was like, her GPA was this. Can't be that. Well, it could have been her SAT scores. Her SAT scores was this. Look, look into the shit. Because stop telling me what it could have been. What it could have been. And tell me. I'm asking about my child. This specific one over there with the fucking arms crossed and shit. <laughs> That's, and I'm like, everywhere I go is to see a white. But I come here for the summer program and everybody in here black. Mm. Either an athlete, which a lot of them were black. Because athletes have to come. Right. Or, they, or they're black. And then I get to the program and almost out of 10 people, one was white. Mm. Everybody in the summer program, for the most part, was was black. Right. And I would have rather you positioned it like, oh, this is a PWI. And sometimes, you know, black students have a hard time acclimating. So we feel like if we, you know, yeah. maybe bring them here earlier, it'll be an easier transition. Honestly, you could have lied to me. But not having an answer, like, I feel like that should be standard. People should ask you, why did my student get chosen to come to, to us? So you need to have a file. <laughs> you should. With and all with my, my shit. T- exactly. This is the reason why right here. I could pinpoint and say, don't tell me it could have been. I could tell you exactly. Was what I think it what I think in my head or in different scenarios I saw this to be. No, I'm asking in particular. And you ain't got no and, and, of course, the guy they got over it is Hispanic because they want to make you think it ain't it. It ain't exactly. what it is. Like, it, it, almost all the black people I encountered while at college went through that program. See? And the people who didn't, like, I had two friends that they said had to come, but they ended up being in teaching fellows. And so, if you were in teaching fellows, you could opt out. So, I'm like, so well, clearly it's not a hard thing. Exactly. Because if you felt like academically they were not going to exceed, then you would not give them an option to exactly. opt out. Y'all on some shit. It's because I'm because I'm black. Don't play with me. And that's why I don't understand what people like don't understand. They say they don't believe or understand systematic oppression. Like that is that is part of the. No, me wrong. I had a blast in that summer program. Had a ball. Met and grew close with a whole bunch of people. But that's not the point. The that's point not the point is because you didn't. You have got to. me here under false pretenses. You do. It's people. The white people that came in with me. I believe about two. I'm gonna say about a good. Maybe twenty five percent of them actually graduated from there. The rest of them dropped out. Hmm. They needed to be there. Their grades probably said you need to come on and come. <laughs> no, you need to come on and come. <laughs> Every all the black people like tell you know how you telling their grades were high, GPAs were right. high, SAT scores was high. We here cause cause we black. Yeah, and you know it's inappropriate to say that. And so then you try to sugarcoat it, which was that whole I don't have a filter. Exactly. You do. You right. just choose when you want to use it. So, in that same vein, we're going to go through a couple of other things that we hear thrown out by um, people in general. People in general, for sure, when they know their ass is being racist. They do. <laughs> they do. First thing they say, I didn't mean that. White women tears. <laughs> them privileges really be saying they that. Do. Example, my story time. Yes, okay. I didn't mean that. Yes, you did. My closest friends are black. Girl. White woman tears. You're so articulate. But white women te- Don't play with me. Don't tell me I'm so articulate. What did you expect? Like, art- articulation is, is specific to white. And black people do that too, and it bothers me. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't like it. I remember somebody. 
said uh, to Naomi, she talked like a white girl. And I would look at them like they had a third head growing out their neck. Yeah, and I think they good, grabbed sure. the eyes and they were like, I'm just I'm just kidding. She just talks proper. Yeah, she talks proper. proper. That's it. The fact that you relate. But see, that, that lets you know where the, where the world is. The fact that you relate white to proper is bullshit. It is. Can't be. Can't be true. If we if you having so many issues with white women's tears. Moving on. When they say you people. Mm. Yeah, I got your you people. <laughs> when they say, why do you have to be so loud or animated? Which is i.e. ghetto. Why oh, you gotta be I so hate ghetto? when white people say ghetto. Girl, I hate when white people say ghetto. I'm like, you, I know it's not right. I know it's not right. But you can't use the word ghetto. It's unfortunate. Don't. You cannot use it as an adjective. They are so ghetto. Girl, what? Girl, who? And it's I'm, it's kind of messed up because it might be ghetto. Okay, they might be ghetto. Might be. Find that thing word. might be ghetto, but it's the dictionary has a lot of words in it. It do because let me tell you something. They lose their shit when you say that's so trailer park. Uh, oh my god, I will never, <laughs> girl. Okay. Or the final, you're aggressive. Mm. Girl, don't play with me. I'm not aggressive. And the funny thing is they'll say you're aggressive when you have a point mm-hmm. and you just make your point. I could make my point just as calm and collective and just spew it out. But I'm aggressive. But I'm aggressive. But also, not even but. Also, I might have a reason to be aggressive. Why does my aggressiveness scare you? I could be sitting, I could be over here on this side of the table. Exactly. You could be down the hall, and because my tone is aggressive, you're acting like I'm threatening you. There's nothing wrong with aggression. Like, I was about to say, am I attacking you? That's like a, your person, that's not 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 your character. I can attack your. Am I attacking your person? No. Then you need to take that aggression. Just you gotta eat it. it. And and why are you getting the aggression? They don't never want to talk about you don't want to talk, talk about, about the why. And I think like to that of how to handle those situations, I think Nadia's point and the way she handled it was perfect. Like you definitely need to speak up. I think mm-hmm. it can sometimes be intimidating to speak up because you can never you don't know <laughs> the fallout of your speaking up. You know what it, I mean? It, exactly. And it's it's sad to say, but you don't know the fallout because of how society views white women's fear mm-hmm. or their tears or their explanations. You don't know that if you speaking up is going to cause the backlash to come onto you. But it's important that you speak up for yourself, for the people that are going to come behind you. Mm-hmm. Like you might be the catalyst to the change in our, our company not saying they don't have racist people. Obviously. <laughs> we both had work examples. Um, but I think the culture has made it where we feel comfortable mm-hmm. to say something in those situations. Um, but not all companies are like that. And so there yeah. is real um, fear of retaliation for calling somebody out. But it's important. And if you're an ally, you definitely have to call them out because they're more likely to listen to you. Exactly. They're not going to use those, uh, your aggressive type situation. If they do, they're not going to do it in a way that they're so scared that they won't listen to you or pretending to be scared or trying to gain your sympathy. Mm -hmm. They'll just listen to, to what you're saying. So I think speaking up is definitely the top of the list on how to handle those situations. And something else you said, you were like, you know, you kind of addressed it a few days later because you was like, maybe I'm tripping. Right. Maybe I'm out of it. So it, like, it it allowed me, I'm going to say this, sometimes you got to step back, right? Mm-hmm. I, I, I've learned that there's a time and a place to address things, mm-hmm. right? Now, when something going on, when you having a white woman tear moment, right? That shit need to be, if you are a, a bystander and you're not doing anything about it, you just as guilty as the white woman who spewing out them fake ass tears, mm-hmm. truth be told. Because at the end of the day, right is right. Call a spade a spade. If somebody doing something inappropriate, I don't give a shit if the, the, if the white woman crying and boohooing, you know she did something wrong. 
Call her out on it. You know what I'm saying? And and to your point, yeah, definitely speak up on shit because if you don't speak up on it, all it does, and, and even if, I'm going to say this, even if it just gives that person a smack on the hand, it shows that everybody ain't going to stand up for your bullshit. Yes, that's important. Yeah. Uh, what, what, and just like that lady who didn't, at, the charges got dropped, but she lost her job. Exactly. Like, everything may not come to the point that you feel like it should, mm-hmm. but it could be the catalyst because now exactly. you done said something and so the next time somebody says that she did the same thing, mm-hmm. there's paper trail. So eventually it, something would trail. happen, you know, to see if it really is going to be changed behavior mm-hmm. or if you cry to get out of trouble. Exactly. The recording, like like people do. Yep. You want to record. And by recording, we're saying like some sort of some sort of document, right? I don't give a shit what it is. If it's the if it is you actually recording something. Mm-hmm. If it is gotten to a point where a report, police report or something like that is filed. If it's something at work where a HR uh, report is filed, like have some sort of document so you can show people like I ain't nobody dealing with this bullshit no more. Like this, white women tears, we over that shit now. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like let's move past that. My this black woman tears about to start meaning some shit. Okay. <laughs> Right, and that, to your point, like you need to tell somebody when they hurt your feelings. Exactly. Because what's what's that uh, Zora Neale Hurston uh, thing? Something like you know they'll they'll oppress you and tell you that you like it, or they'll they'll beat you, or whatever it is, and tell you that you liked it because you don't say anything. Exactly. They need to know it's hurtful. You have to say something so they know. Because some people, it is ignorance in some of the things that they say. Mm-hmm. They've heard it said. They might have said it around their black friends, and they let it slide, and so they think that it's so. That it's okay. Exactly. And it's it's, it's, it's not. not. How you talk to your friends, how you, t- as a white woman, how you talk to your black friends, that's one thing. When you talk to a completely different black woman, that's a, that's a whole different thing. Because guess what? How you talk to your friends, you build a rapport with them, mm-hmm. right? Y'all got a relationship. Y'all probably joke about certain shit, all that good stuff. When you talking to a, a black woman that you don't know as a white woman... It's certain shit you can't say because you don't know me like that. And you don't know our culture like that. When you know three black people <laughs> out of the, out of the world, you don't know enough to make, you know what I'm saying? That's to, true. To make judgments. So sit back. Definitely. Watch your mouth. I just think. You, watch I, your I, mouth. You just got to watch. <laughs> you got to watch your mouth. Like check yourself. I think all this stuff across the board, racism, sexism. Bigger, all of that. All the isms. All the isms. If you just check yourself, like, think about it. Just stop for Stop. Take a break. Just think. Sometimes get inside your mind for it. Say, it don't hurt. Think about when you When you have time to think and, and realize that you don't have to react or say something to every single thing, mm-hmm. you'll be okay. Let me let me sit back for a moment and get inside my oh shit that ain't yeah I probably shouldn't say that or that's gonna come off this way in particular or how would I fucking feel if somebody said this to me right. in a in a certain you know in, what I'm in saying? the same type of exactly. situation yeah because you know they'll get mad you call them Karens that that's Boy. you know they, calling me Karen is like call it calling you the n word bitch no it's not no it's not first of all I don't know when the first person called. A white woman weaponizing her tears or weaponizing the police against black people, a Karen. But I can assure you, people been calling niggas since slavery way longer. Damn sure have. It does not have the it, same it, connotation. It does not all. have the same feeling. It does. You have no idea, girl. When y'all said niggers, it was to hurt. Y'all was about to inflict pain. Y'all was about to do all this other bullshit. Me calling you Karen. Ain't the same thing. No, and it's derogatory to me whether I did something or not. Usually when somebody calls somebody a Karen, you've done something. You've done it. <laughs> I ain't walking around here calling you a Karen. Just like, oh, look, she a Karen. No, girl, it's usually because you did something. People call other people the N-word just for being black. Exactly. It's completely different. different. I'm not walking up to every white person calling them Karen. a Karen. Hey, Karen. Hey, no, Karen. I'm calling you a Karen if you've done something Karen-esque. Exactly. Or privileged. <laughs> Girl, you know, like, definitely call call your friends out. And also, sometimes you might need to tell your, your white friends, that's cool with me. But when you go out in the world, you might should 
just because you know they don't mean no harm does not mean you shouldn't let them know what they're saying is not appropriate for all exactly. audiences. Exactly. Because if you, again, if you like it or if you accept it or if you kiki at it, and it might be funny. And it might be. Shit be funny sometimes. Shit do be funny. But I know you. I know you love me. I don't feel like you're racist. And I think people also are so scared about being called racist. But you need not. You need to be open to it so you can change your behavior. So next time you say, I'm not racist, it can be true. Let it be true. It's okay if you're racist. It's okay if you did something racist. It's okay if you've had a racist thought. It ain't the end of the world. It's the end of the world when you want to fight me about the racism as opposed to seeing my point of view and maybe changing your behavior. That's all. Just change. That's it. You could be wrong in some shit. We all, we not always right. We not. So guess Nobody. what? Nobody. White women in your fake ass tears. Cut the shit. We don't want it. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want it. Okay, any other thoughts before we wrap up? Comments, questions, concerns, advice for the people out there as we navigate, honestly, this world and, and sometimes having to battle it on on two ends and trying to find a happy medium that's gonna get us home safe and sound and also letting people know not to play with us not to play with us that's first and foremost white men white women y'all know y'all tears have caused some chaos in this goddamn world but the reality is this they they still work a little bit but as you can see them tears ain't working like they used to Mm -mm. don't get yourself hurt behind doing these fake ass tears that's all i'm gonna say yeah and leave it at that but we also we want to hear you guys' story right so make sure we know you got one i I, feel like everybody has at least one at least one these microaggressions whether it's those little undertones exactly oh you're so articulate or if it's flat out wildly racist like i turned into (laughs) a big black woman i feel like everybody (laughs) has a story and we want to hear them. We want to hear it. Put it, make sure you comment. Uh, you could actually put it in our uh, DM. Mm-hmm. Um, we can go live one day if you guys want. And we can oh, yeah. all talk have about it. Yes, have a bunch of story times. Just let us know what how you guys want to share your stories because we so, so want to hear them. Yeah, it'll it'll help somebody because uh, sometimes when things like that happen, you feel like, dang it, am, am I the only person they said that to or am I the only person doing right. this at work? And it's like, nah, no. people really out here losing their mind and saying the wildest shit. And then act like you did something to them. And act like you did something to them. So we, we need to hear it. We want to hear it. So make sure you drop us a line, comment, DM. We'll maybe read some here. And we'll discuss. All right. Before we let you guys go, we are back to shouting out our girl bosses. Yeah. The men had a good little run. They had a nice little run. We love you. We appreciate you. Make sure you go support all the businesses that we um, have called out while we were shouting out the men folk. But now it's back to the ladies. Back to us. And today we have Chanel Boyd. Chanel Boyd is the face and founder of Coach Chanel Boyd in Women to woman. She grew up in Urban Crest, Ohio, and currently resides in Dayton, Ohio. She is a spiritual life coach born with a heart to be of service. With her high vibrational energy, Chanel found her calling to support women in co-creating a compassionate world where they are balanced in self-love as they are secure in their divine energy while holding the power of their voice as sacred by being introspective, self-nurturing, and confident. Chanel obtained her spiritual life coaching certification from Inner Visions under the direction of Iyanla Van Zandt. <laughs> okay. She also obtained her um, master's in human services and her MBA. You better be educated. Okay. Um, today, Chanel not only uses her platform to share her own personal story of healing from past traumas and creating new living visions, but she also uses it to empower other women to live as their authentic selves by making internal and external changes that are in alignment with the manifestation of their desire to be. You can learn more at www.coachchanelboy.com. Um, that's Coach, y'all know how to spell Coach. Chanel is S-H-A-N-E-L-L-E-B-O-Y-D.com. And follow her on IG at Coach underscore Chanel Boyd. I like that. Mm-hmm. We might know, have her on the show one day because I think... Um, 
talking about how to be. Yeah. You know, it seems like it's so simple just to be, but it's not. I mean, it's we even not. talked about it here, trying to, you know, pushing and pulling to, to how to defend yourself. Mm-hmm. You have to have an internal argument to defend yourself. Just to defend yourself. So she out here doing some good work. Y'all yes. need to go ahead and check her out. Make sure y'all follow her for sure. Yes, Coach Chanel Boyd. Make sure you are reaching out to her for all your spiritual life coaching needs. Awesome. Well, we want to thank you guys so much for tuning in to Definition of a Woman. There's levels to this shit. Make sure you guys are liking, sharing, Mm -hmm. commenting. We so appreciate it. Make sure you are writing the podcast all five stars. Five. We appreciate it. No less than five. No less. if If you got a comment, question, or concern that would make you give us less than five, DM us. Give the five stars and then DM us what <laughs> and the issue is. Back. And we'll circle back. Okay. We'll circle back and we see what we can do for you. So until next time, bye. Bye. I say it like this. If you can tell me what to do, then you can tell me what to do. But if you can't tell me what to do, you can't tell me what to do. <laughs>